0: To fantasy hockey picks and bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here today to cover the Friday slate. It's Friday, it's Friday, and I feel like we have a lot of really exciting games here. um The DraftKings slate still has, I think, 20K to first uh, for a $15 entry. Yeah, 20K to first. So there's a lot of big prizes to be had. I'm really excited for this because I think there's some really, really good spots to target. And I'm just going to go over a couple preliminary notes of things that I've been noticing early on in the season. So Number one, before we get started, hit the subscribe button, like this video, comment, rate, review, all that stuff will really help the gang um, as we try to grow this product and grow the sport. So please do that. Um, And also follow the media network on all social media platforms. So a couple of preliminary notes. We only got about six games today, so I'll get to them in just a second. But for DraftKings, the Daily Fantasy um, Slate offering, A couple of things that I'm really trying to key in on right now are power plays, which should be obvious, but they've almost been escalated, I think, a little bit more this year. There's been more penalties, first off, uh, which which isn't too much of a surprise early in the season. It does happen. But one thing is the star players have actually drawn a lot more penalties than in previous. So a lot of times people would say, well, Connor McDavid gets penalized all the time and no one calls it. That actually is coming together a bit more. Um, So I think, you know, teams that have those like superstar talents are getting a bit more of a draw. This slate has some of that, which I am going to key in on, but also um, the power play has been just a better avenue for creating the optimal scores. A lot of the winners have strong power play one correlations um, finding their way in there. So when you make your lineup, I would be hard pressed to put in guys that are completely, you know, barren when it comes to power play time unless if it's a punt defenseman that's in an optimal spot uh, for whatever reason that, that might end up happening. Um, but we'll get right into it. That, that's kind of what I'm going to cover on this late a little bit though while I'm breaking down the plays. But we're going to get to the first game. We have Florida at Detroit. A little bit closer than I thought it'd be, but Detroit's been really good this year at home. They're plus 155 and Florida's minus 175. Eventually, uh, Florida will probably end up losing a game, but they've looked awesome. I, I have seen no reason to not go with them here. They're just too deep down the middle uh, with all their forward depth. Last game, it was the Reinhardt Marchment line getting it done for them, and I just don't really see a reason why I'd get off of them here. It's not my favorite line in the world. We'll see what it gets to, but I, you know, almost equally as much, if not more, like the over here at um, six right now. I just think there's a ton of offense to be had in this game. Detroit has found a ways to found different ways of getting it done on the scoreboard with Bertuzzi. Um, and Larkin and Fabry's been uh, kind of had a bit of a renaissance there, but the rookie Lucas Raymond is kind of the story. Um, I was really high on him coming out of the draft. I made the everybody loves Raymond uh meme uh that I loved for because I was hoping the Sabers would grab him, didn't end up working out that way. But that is but you know, bertuzzi Larkin, and Raymond are the Detroit line. And you know, in DraftKings, it's gonna go really overlooked. And I don't really, you know, I'm not gonna play it personally. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um I'm probably also not like overly bullish on their player props. Larkin burned me on Tuesday. I had him over two and a half on underdog and he had one shot and one in the back of the net, but you know, I didn't really matter. I needed three. So they've kind of, like I said, generated offers from different, um, different lines as, as well as they could, but I'm a little bit worried about the matchup against Florida. Uh, Florida has been just awesome, which is probably no surprise to anyone. Um, but On the power play, they've been sensational. In general, they have the third highest expected goals per 60 in the league at all strengths. They've also had some of the highest amount of um, Corsi on the power play. So I'm pretty excited about them in general. I think this is a great spot to get on Barkov and Verhage. Verhege only 5,300. He had a ton of ice time last game out um, and Duclair at 39. So it's really, really affordable. Uh, Verhage should be on his power play and I love Ekblad as well those, those three I think make a really really good stack um, I would definitely be bullish on a two and a half uh, line for Barkov here because like I said I think there's a lot of offense to be had the question for me is more or less I'm going to be going to the i per 60 uh, you know on the power play and trying to find the players that fit um, that's just the way I'm kind of building right now and I'm saying okay so I like, like I said, I like Florida here. So who is the guy that's taking the, generally the most shot attempts per 60 it's Bennett it's Eckblad and it's Barkoff. I don't even mind putting those three guys together, even though Bennett's not going to correlate five on five, you know, kind of getting that stack together, being unique and uh GPP is, is totally fine by me. And that leads me to my next point of, you know, Bennett also being a good bet on his shot prop over getting to the next game. We have Columbus at the Rangers, a lot of news and notes here. Um, there was a bit of a scare with Kreider not practicing, but they said that's just a maintenance day, so he should be in. The first power play, Fox, Panarin, Strom, Zibinijad, and Kreider. Kreider's actually been awesome this year. Really, really strong year for him. Capo, uh, Ka- Kako should return. Panarin, Strom, and, and Kako are back together. Um, playing against Columbus at home, it, you know, I, I think this is a, a decent spot to get in on him. I think Fox is a bit too cheap at 6K. Panarin, 6,300, again, seems a bit cheap. Um overall and in general, I think this game just has a ton of very, very good cheap options. So I do think this is a good spot to find salary relief. You know, Strom and Panarian, I don't know if they've been this cheap since I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. Um Zabinejet has been the best, you know, rate shooter on this team. He's had a couple down games in a row, one point and four shots on net in the past two. Columbus hasn't been uh, I guess the 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 most uh you know, a historic team of giving up a lot of shots, but they're under a new regime. So it's kind of hard to gather a ton of information on them. Their expected goals against is, I don't believe anywhere near the top, uh, They're fifth. So fifth and expected goals against, I think that's, you know, something worth considering. I, I thought it was a little bit lower than that, but yeah, fifth, um, one higher than them being the Red Wings on this slate as well. So those are kind of two teams I don't mind targeting um, expected goals against per, per 60 means that exactly what it sounds like the NHL is expecting them in general to give up more goals than they're probably giving up. Um, it doesn't mean they're not giving them up or they are, but you know, for the Columbus, they're not because versus Lincoln's has been awesome. So he's been bailing them out on the Columbus side. We do get Domi back. So that does add, you know, a little bit to them, but he's 5,700. I'm just not playing it. They're just a little bit, uh, a little bit priced up for my liking. As far as the slate goes, I would take the Rangers at minus minus one sixty-five. I, you know, I think it's a good bet there. I don't mind it. I, I guess I've already kind of alluded to it. I'm a little bit more on the over here. I just think that Columbus has been lucky um, and, and has been great, but that is going to run out eventually. I think the Rangers could put up three or four here. Uh, if you get the right players in that mix in your draftings lineup, it's going to work out. had the safest shot prop bet, he's been at two and a half. If, I've even seen him at two on some sites. If you get that, I think it's still a lock. He's missed a couple of in a row, but I think it's a good bounce back spot for him. With them getting healthy again, I just think it's just going um, to give this team a little bit of a boost in general. So those are probably the best bets there. Maybe even a point prop on Kreider. He's just been really, really good, really sound on the power play. The next game is Chicago at Carolina. I'm going to avoid any of the Chicago Blackhawks news and notes. Uh, it's been really, really, really well publicized by everyone. I don't really need to add anything more to any of the sides. If you don't know the story, you're more than welcome to look it up yourself. So we're going to get right into this game, though. We have Chicago plus 155. They've yet to find the win. They did lead in a game finally, but they've yet to win a game yet. They play a back-to-back Carolina Hurricanes team. Um, Carolina back-to-back at home, though. So it's over under six. I'm decently inclined to like the under here because Carolina's on a back-to-back and because Chicago is probably going to be at least be without Patrick Kane again. Um, you know, they they did okay, I'd say, against Toronto, generating some offense. Seth Jones looked really strong, I thought. I know he's been sort of a uh, pretty easy guy to dump on, but, but he looked pretty strong. I'm not going to pay through the nose for him on DraftKings, but I do like his shot prop with Kane out. He seemed to really, really get involved in the offense. So I think if he's at like a two, if you find him somewhere at like a two, I think it's a really safe bet. Two and a half it's risky, but you know, if you get plus money on it, I don't hate it. So I, th- that's one guy that I'm going to be keying in on another guy is Cooper who I did hit. He had a, he scared me in the first period was zero. I had him at two and a half. He hits back-to-back nights nice for him. Um, he just gets an increase in minutes and he's a rate shooter. You know, he had 16.5 minutes and I, I love that for him. So those two shot props on the Chicago side, especially in the golf, I'm always going to keep coming back to it because it's just too easy I don't think he's missed yet. Nope, he has not missed on the season yet. He's playing tonight right now. Um, those are the three shot props, and in the game in general, I mean, yeah, minus one one eighty five for Carolina is fine. I, I'm not too bullish on it. I'd rather bet the under um, at minus one hundred five because I, I do think that that's a little more, a little more fun to play. Gives you a little bit more money to uh, to win to the next game. Arizona on a back to back against Washington. The big news here is that Oshie is out week to week, which is you know terrible news for the for uh, Washington, but should give Ovechkin and Unco a little bit more. So I think if my number, maybe my number one stack on the whole slate is going to be that Washington, um, Carlson, Kuznetsov, and Ovechkin. It's very not cheap. Um, let me just take a look. Ovechkin eighty five. Kuznetsov 72 and Carlson at 69, uh, 5900. Not going to kill you. Uh, I do think that Carlson has been a, a guy that underlyingly has has been really. That's not really probably a word. Underlying numbers are indicating you should be putting more pucks on net, being a little bit more involved in the offense. It hasn't really happened yet. He's been mainly a dud, which is why his price has come down. I think this is a pretty good bounce back spot against Arizona. Um, you know, Washington playing them on a back to back. They're playing goalies I've never heard of because Carter Hutton just can't stop a beach ball. So, uh, you know, it seems like pretty easy money. I do think that a lot of people are going to use this DraftKings slate to find some savings um, with guys like Mantha, Shiri, et cetera, um, minimum salary players that could get a boost and roll. They did not run a morning skate on Thursday, meaning that we do not have lines right now, but definitely give me a follow. I'll try to get them out. We might get a guy like Connor McMichael moving to the first power play. Uh, Someone that has a bit more pedigree as a shot producer. So that could be really useful on Kraft Kings. But I do think on this slate, it's the Ovechkin slate. Uh, I really want to have it if I could get it. Um, He's been shooting a ton. One of the best I Corsi players in the league. One of the best power play guys in the league. And um, unsurprisingly, Arizona has given up a ton of Corsi against on the power play. And they've taken a lot of penalties because they're terrible. Um, they should, uh, assumingly, be without Nick Schmaltz again. Barrett Hayton drew into the lineup. Um, while I'm recording this tonight, I c- can't imagine it's going well. I think they're getting pumped right now. They're down three to nothing, but he's minimum salary. I do believe. Let's take a look. I, yep. Nope. Oh my God. He went up to 3,700. Never mind. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a lot of interest in the Arizona side. I do, ha- I have been at least betting the unders on their point props when I can find them. Sites like Underdog don't have like a scaling system, of plus minus. So you're just going to take them in parlay form as kind of even bets, like you win or you lose. And when they put unders out for some of those players, I've been jamming them because they're not good. Um, Okay, so we can move over to the late slate, I believe we're going to get into now. Yeah, Anaheim on a back-to-back. Against Vegas. They're home on Thursday night against Buffalo, back to back against Vegas. I, I love the under here. Right now they have it. Oh, By the way, the, the Arizona Washington game is a six and a half. I would just take the under because I don't trust Arizona to score a goal. And I'm not betting that money line. It's just egregious. It's only getting worse. Arizona is a minus 300 plus every night. So those things just, I threw them in the garbage can. I didn't really consider them. Vegas at Anaheim. I like the under, it's a six over under. I'm already going to say I like the under, we have a back-to-back Anaheim team and a Vegas team. That's really trying to find their identity scoring. It's, you know, when you shut down that top line of Marcus O Carlson and Smith, they really don't have much coming um, up the wing with a lot of young guns. And and a lot of guys I just don't really trust Anaheim has been pretty hit or miss on, on giving up shot attempts, but some games they look world beating defensively and some games they look terrible on a back-to-back. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a bit of a slug of a game. Um, so under un, under six seems pretty strong to me. I would almost like the Anaheim side at plus 200 if it stays that way. Uh, they're starting Stellaris against the Sabres. Gibson gets back in net. He can steal any game. So not something I would parlay with a, a bunch of stuff, but something I would take on its own because I, I think the Ducks are a little bit better than meets the eye. And Gibson can win every single game for them. He's one of the best goalies in the league. There's not really one individual shot prop that I'm overly strong on. March is so in the right context, I think makes some sense here, but this game more or less for me is, is more of a stay away on DraftKings. I'm not that interested. Um, the defensemen are really expensive for Vegas. Uh, what's his name? Oh my God. Martinez missed last game. I, I don't know if there's, there's too much um, to say other than that. Uh No way. He missed the game before. He was back last game. He was back last game against Dallas. He had six block shots. The game before that, he missed. So he should be fine. Um, But this game is just a bit bit too expensive. Like, I think Raquel and Martezo are are fairly priced at around the 5,500 mark. But I'm not touching it. Those are the two shot producers for both teams, respectively. And I'm fine with their shot props, but I'm not overly bullish on this game. Vegas really struggled to find offense, even though they got the win against Dallas. Moving on to our final game, Ottawa at Dallas. Um, this is really, I, I feel like, the, the savings that you're looking for. Now, Joe Pavelski, I, I don't think I've ever seen a price hike quite like him. He went from sixty. Oh, oh $2,600 uh, on Tuesday night to 5900 An absolute monster of a price jump against Ottawa here. Uh, I do like, I still like the, that line okay with him and and Robertson. Um, I think it you know, almost, you know, maybe people are going to walk into the slate and think, you know, I want to find some savings. Let's go to Dallas. It's not there. And they pivot away. But Ottawa has been really, really bad on the penalty kill. They've given up a ton of Corsi in general. They try to produce a lot. I mean, they're really playing more like Toronto of old, where they're trying to get into kind of a, a boat race with each team and, and edge them out with um, just better shooting with Bathurst and Sachuk. So I like the um, star sign just stars side just fine i definitely would be stacking through the power play they rolled out lines oh man i don't have it up in front of me but like i i think i pretty much already said it it was Rube hands with Rube hands with pavelski and robertson who returned robertson is still pretty cheap at 4800 they were out there with heiskin on the power play and then Klingberg with a sagan and, and others um so as far as shot props are concerned, I do think that like Rupe Hintz is a pretty good spot here. Pavelski's, I think, sort of melding into more of a playmaker at this point. He had a few shots, but, you know, Rube Hintz has many more attempts. And I think Robertson also could be a bit more of a, you know, playmaker on this line. And I, I think that I like Rupe Hintz. I think you might be able to find him for two, two and a half, and, and I'm fine with that. Um, as far as the Ottawa side is concerned, you know, I, I'm not really – trusting Brady right now just because his shot prop line has been generally teetering around three and a half, which he has not hit yet. And I'm just not gonna be, you know, betting a lot of money on that until I've seen the production and seen him sort of produce. And guys like Greg Batherson are just stealing shots from him, just candidly. And it's not going to last forever, but it's that's what's happening right now. When you kind of go to their power play, I'm gonna have to adjust my settings because I have the minimum of time on ice and yeah, uh, it's not really going to work because he said such a small sample size. It's all messed up, but guys like Josh Norris and Batherson have been stealing shots from on the power play, but you can't really tell because he missed a few games. So in this game, as far as the, the overarching view, it's it's a five and a half. It's a bit boring, more boring. The money line is minus minus one ninety five for Dallas at this point. I'm not betting that at all. I think Ottawa is just fine, so I wouldn't even mind taking them at plus 165, even though I said I like some of this Dallas as stacking options because they fit together really nicely with that power play line one correlation. The under, over, over under, I'm not going to touch, five and a half, that seems really fair. Um, I don't really think that this is like the craziest upside game. I I kind of alluded to it being maybe a little bit better than Vegas thinks, so I don't hate the over, but uh, I just you could get goalied here. You really could. And I think that I'd rather just take Ottawa at plus plus one sixty five. I mean, they're not terrible. Um, But with all that being said, I'll get to a couple of my favorite bets and get you guys out of here. So favorite bet of the night, I would say is, yeah, probably the, I I like the under in that uh, Anaheim Vegas game. That feels really, really good to me. Uh, The under in the Chicago Carolina game also feels good. The over in the Columbus Rangers game, as far as those lines are concerned. um, I really do like that Anaheim side at plus 200. That just seems wrong because Gibson's going to be in. I feel like the books don't have that right. That's probably going to change by the time you listen to this, because that just doesn't really add up to me. Shot props are concerned. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't have them in front of me, but like I mentioned that, that Bennett and, um, What's his freaking name? Uh, yeah, Bennett, Bennett, probably one of my favorites. And even Barkoff. really. Um, Washington, I wouldn't mind even taking like an OV first goal or maybe even Kuznetsov first goal, something like that. You might get way better odds on Kuznetsov, um, who's been just world beating. And any other shot prop lines that are great? Uh, Seth Jones, like I said, you might get that at two. That feels pretty strong. He's probably going to have plus money on that, which would be just a really good bet because the books don't seem to adjust that well for players being out. And uh, I don't expect Patrick Kane to return. Um, it, it really looks very unlikely. So with everything being said there, uh, you can follow me, DJ underscore Mitchell 94, Morning Podcast. And I have another video coming out on the Hockey Assist Network, which should be dropping, hoping for Friday. So when you're listening to this, it might already be out. But thank you, Um, enjoy the slate and have a wonderful weekend. Go Browns.